Welcome to the Occasional Adult Podcast, where we have candid conversations about all the challenges we face as we attempt adulthood and how we're only good at being adults occasionally. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm your host, Jamee. And being young-ish adults ourselves, we'll share experiences that you'll probably relate to and hopefully learn from. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's get into this episode. Welcome back to another episode. How are you doing, Jamee? I'm giddy. You're giddy. <laughs> Why are you giddy? It's probably the first time I'm actually happy when you ask me that question. <laughs> yeah, because you always be going through it. <laughs> I am, but I'm hopefully entering into some sort of normal life. Um, but a lot of good things have just been going on in my life from a personal standpoint and a, let's say career standpoint, not job, career. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. How about you? I I am all over the place. Well, not all over the place. That's not ideal. I'm cool. Like, I'm in a good mood because I just saw Drake and I'm about mm. to see Beyonce mm. in, what is today? In like five days. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. But also, per usual, my career, I have no idea what's happening with that. Mm. Nobody and trying to come up off of money. Hmm? I said no one's trying to come up off of money. J- you know, they really not. But I've now been told to apply for positions that I didn't actually think that I was equipped to apply for. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, wow. I thought that was, I was a little too early in my career for my manager to be telling me to go after this. But is now that. I got to ask God, um, is this in your plan? And, you know, I have to also avoid imposter syndrome. So that's fun. So I'm just trying to figure that out. Like, where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. Shift that mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I will do my very best. <laughs> that's a whole other episode. <laughs> I, I'm safe. But yeah, I've I've been given a lot of things to think about from my mentors and my manager and all that. And so I'm like, okay, well, time to reframe my thinking. Mm. How fun. Why are we all in that boat? J- adulting. I was just about Adulting. To it's ass. Um. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. Right. I'm also in a good mood because of the topic of this episode. Mm. Because... When Jamee came to me with this idea, <laughs> oh no! I was like, oh, this is going to be fun because, and you know what, Jamee could probably explain a little better than I can, but the way I interpreted it was Jamee telling me, okay, I'm going to bring Avery on mm-hmm. so he can give a master class on telling men when to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> So, Jemay, I'm going to pass it off to you. So, yes, that and not that at the same time. (laughs) Um, That's what I heard. So, yes, background context for for everyone else. Avery and I watch, okay, wait, pause for the cause. If this is your first episode or you just missed where I 
got engaged. Avery is my fiance, and we will go ahead and introduce him in a second. Um, <laughs> but Avery and I watch trash television, primarily about relationships, whether that be, you know, married at first sight or love is blind or the ultimatum. It's always kind of about what are you doing conversations and they force us, even though it's trash television to sit down and have real conversations to make sure that we're on the same page. So even though it's ratchet, we start to get better at our communication and in our romantic hetero sexual relationship. Sorry to all my LGBTQ plus people, not focusing on that part or that side right now, but you're still in my heart and mind. (laughs) So today, uh, yes, we'll be talking about or giving a masterclass on when men should shut the fuck up, but we'll also be talking about when women should shut the fuck up. And debunking some of those myths that happen in heterosexual relationships. So, without further ado, the man that we all love to hate and hate to love. Oh my God. Um, the infamous Avery Davis, everyone. Avery. Woo! <laughs> clap, 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 clap. I do not have all of the answers, Slay. That just helps <laughs> But hello, Tony, Jermaine. Thanks for having me on. This should be fun. Very interesting. Do you want to promote anything? You know, give the people some background context. Or are we just going to go with the um, mystery of Avery? My name is Avery. I'm a photographer, designer, researcher, um, tech nerd, um, kind of a jack of all trades. Jermaine's handyman. Yes. You know, if you need something done. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's enough about me. Okay, rare breed, y'all. Find you a Bob the Builder ass nigga. Okay, Bob the Builder ass nigga. I want one. I just don't do plumbing. I just don't do plumbing. That's the that's the extent of my limitations. Oh my god! But he could. He just doesn't want to have those problems. That's neither here nor there. Um. So as in a warm up. I did have a question since this all was inspired by trash television. We can start with you, Avery, but I'm curious to know what your favorite relationship show is right now. Um, the first relationship show that got me into this thing was Mavs. And so that's my favorite because there are people out here so desperate for marriage <laughs> that they're willing to marry a stranger, mm. you know, that they don't know. You know, that they filled out some forms and these psychiatrists and people were like, yeah, this is going to be a match for you. And I feel like these people need to be locked up and studied. Oh, my God. Because they always get in these situations and go, oh, I didn't think it was going to be like this. (laughs) But it makes me laugh. But every now and then there's gems. There's couples that make through a process and it feels like they are actually good for one another. But then there's those couples from the wedding day on. You just know they're destined for, you know, the worst. And that's where I find my happiness. Problematic. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Tony? Um, Real quick, for those of you who don't know, the acronym MAFS is Married at First Sight. 
So, yeah. Um, but my favorites at the moment are probably Love is Blind for the same reasons that Avery said. Like, these people are nutty for choosing <laughs> to go on this experiment <laughs> and do that shit. But it's so good. It's so good. And once, you know, every blue moon, we actually get a, a real couple that comes out of there. We got, who was it? Cameron and Lauren first season. It's like, and then we just got fun. Brett and Tiff. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. isn't is Cameron? Yes. What's her face going? I was like, oh, right. and then I was like, oh, we know which couple you're talking about. Uh, yeah. So, so what is yeah. that like? <laughs> once every five seasons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <at this> point. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> can't wait for the next one. Mm. Yeah. Um, those are some of my favorites too. For me, it was a toss-up between Maths and Are You the One. But I had to go with Are You the One because Maths has a lot of down points like that are extremely boring. But <laughs> are, are You the One is just in totality, just a bunch of toxicity because they put singles all in one house and one of the people there is their perfect match, allegedly. So they have to date everyone and try to figure out who their perfect match is. And what consistently happens is they all suck at finding love. So they fall for the wrong people and follow their patterns that they would back home. And then they get attached to those people. And then they continue to stick by those people, even though they find out that they're not their match and they risk, you know, however much money they win. Is it a hundred thousand dollars? It's something like that. Yeah. So if you if they get to the end of the season and they can match all 10 couples, they get $100,000. But if they don't, they get diddly squat. <laughs> and these people are so pressed to stay with somebody that they like lusted over in the first two days instead of winning $100,000. But, you know, by all means. They say it's all about that bag. It is. That's why I have a problem with too hot to handle. You're telling me you can't keep it in your pants for $100,000? And that is why I have never watched Too Hot to Handle because I know that would make me so mad. Oh, it makes me so well, mad. Well, Tony, we just found Put a Ring on it on HBO Max or Max, whatever it's called now. That was on OWN. It's been out for a while. Mm. But I think this one is up there because these people have been together <laughs> for some time and they hate oh, each Lord. other. And <laughs> they have a therapist oh, telling them that they hate each other and they need to work on that. <laughs> and I'm here for oh, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that one. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to watch it. Yeah, It is so great. <laughs> it's like an older version of the ultimatum. It's like instead of 20 something mm. and early 30 something year olds, it's late 30 and almost 50 year olds sitting there yeah, like, what the fuck aren't you married? <laughs> right. They stuck in their ways. Yeah, we've been together 14 years on and off. And <laughs> on and off for 14 Christ. years is insane. Hey, hey, that is wild to say out loud, but. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> well, 
I think that's a perfect segue <laughs> into um, our conversation today. Before we really get into breaking down who and what and why you should STFU um, and when, we're going to debunk some of those stereotypes in those heterosexual relationships. So tell me, what are some stereotypes and myths you've been hearing? Yeah. So again, since we're talking about hetero relationships, we're specifically going to talk about the gender myths and stereotypes. So the one that I hear all the time of of the many (laughs) is whether or not men and women can actually be friends. So what do y'all think? (laughs) Avery's face. Go ahead, Avery. (laughs) Um, I believe so. But I think that those intentions and boundaries have to be set early on. Mm. Because if not, that can lead to some gray area and stuff like that. And as a man, I've fallen into that gray area a few times. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes knowing and sometimes unknowing, you know, unbeknownst to myself. So uh, as long as boundaries are established and nothing develops, then I think, yes, men and women can be friends. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. I agree. I do think that there are some people in the world that don't believe that men and women can be friends because they themselves can't be friends with the opposite sex. I know that there are some men, not all men, but you know, uh, a select few who just don't really see a purpose in having a friendship with women if they're not fucking that woman, you know? Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like there's some women that do that too. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, um, no. I would, I'm not saying it's just men. I was just using men as an example. It every I think everything that we are going to talk about today probably applies to both men and women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. being ain't shit is not gender specific. Oh my god! <laughs> don't don't try to change them, women. Um, but yeah, just wanted to reemphasize the whole boundary thing because <laughs> I made a lot of friends my freshman year who Ooh, I thought were my friends, and they were not my friends. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> People would argue yeah. in the hallway about who was going to walk me back to my dorm. And I just thought that was Southern hospitality. So <laughs> don't be nice either. Oh. <laughs> oh, see, and that right there is why I'm not a big fan of the term friend zone. Mm. 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 Because the whole thing of like, oh, I've been put in the friend zone, or uh, you've been friend zone, da 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 da. You say you in the friend zone because you are hoping that you can one day get out of the friend zone and be with said person. So you like that's not an actual friendship. Yeah. Ah. Oh, so are just don't they be friends. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But are they friends until they declare their intentions? Like they work up that courage or. You know, is is there some room there? Because, like, I feel like me and Jamae, like, we started off as friends first. And then that developed into something romantic. So is there that space for that those friendship feelings to develop into something further? Or is it just, you know, we started this way, so we got to end this way? Mm, that's a good question. I think it's when you draw that hard line in the sand 
like I believe every romantic relationship should be founded in friendship. Um, mm-hmm. And that should probably come first. However, if we try something or you try me or you express that you're interested and I'm like, mm, I'm good. <laughs> that is not an invitation for you to try again. Like that's not me friend zoning you so that in the future you can, you know, <laughs> come back a- with come back harder. <laughs> But is that not the definition of friend zoning someone? <laughs> like someone shooting their shot and you going, nah, I'm good. Like, <laughs> but what Tony is saying is like, if I if you're placed in the friend zone, people view the friend zone as something that they can get out of, rather than just being a friend <laughs> and understanding right. where you live in this lane. I think like I think in that scenario. I'm not the one that puts you in the friend zone. You put yourself in the friend zone because you think that it's just a zone, a zone that you can exit later to be in the pussy zone. Oh, no. Mm, that's what we're calling it. Now, if we're going to call the zone after the friend zone, the pussy zone, I need to know now. It's my first time hearing this information. I didn't know it was called that in, you know, the female not, that circles. Was off the, that was off the dome. I just, I just came up with that on the spot. Like, if I'm telling you that I'm not interested in you, I don't want anything to happen in that way. I'm just letting you know it's not going to happen. And I'm telling you that we can be friends if you want to be friends. But in my mind, it's just going to be a friendship. So there's no friend zone to me. To you, there might be a friend zone because you think this shit is temporary. You think you think it's something that you can exit. That's why it's only a zone. No, no. It's a life. Tony says, state your intentions at the door before I let you in this home. Okay, exactly. Mm-hmm. So even so, so Tony, you meet somebody like, hey, I think we, we, we hit it off. We get along pretty well. I don't know, maybe three years from now, I might think about fucking you. Um, oh three years is crazy. <laughs> oh I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just giving kind right. of a little uh, time frame. So then you're like, Nah, no, you were my friend for those three years. I ain't think about it not once, so no. There's no yeah, room I'm, to leave that. I'm not saying that can't happen. Like, it's definitely <laughs> possible that it can happen. You just no, said No, I'm saying, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> because there are some people in this world that I know is just not going to happen. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I get that, but but they don't know that. <laughs> They should know that because I just told you that, but they didn't want to believe. So, so you're having this conversation with all your man, male friends, like opening conversation. Hey, I just mentioned. Hey, don't get no ideas, my guy. You're oh never, my you're never gonna get this ever. <laughs> I'll be having that conversation with the men that try me that I do not want to try back. <laughs> So that's you, so that's yeah. So that's just you establishing that boundary when it comes up. Exactly. But okay, yeah, okay. I think that makes sense. Yeah. And even if she did it up front, it. I think whoever is the one to quote unquote draw that line, put them in the friend zone, whatever you want to call it, is now the one that has to come back if they, you know, change their mind. And if the person who got friend zoned or has to stay on one side of the line is interested still then cool if not and they're now like you then you just miss your chance and that's on you 
Slippery yeah. slope. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying that you shouldn't have a friendship with the opposite sex just based on the possibility of you getting with that person later on. Like that should not be the only reason why you're friends with that person. Okay. And so I see I that it. happen often. Okay. So kind of like a sidebar off of this, can men and women have sexual relations and just remain friends or does that muddy the lines? It depends on the, the man and or woman. <laughs> uh, is it possible? Sure. But not for too many of y'all. <laughs> not for too many of y'all. <laughs> so it's on the men, the men are the one that are out here just catching the feelings and messing up the situation. No, just she said not too many of y'all, period. Women, this is like people in general. Oh, people. <laughs> yeah. You identify gotcha, as gotcha. a human. Gotcha. Right. If you were born, <laughs> you're not built like that. <laughs> right. You are not built for a tough. Oh my god. <laughs> Lord. Okay, let's let's get into another stereotype or myth. Can women handle the truth? Absolutely not. Oh my god. Oh my god. Make me come <laughs> Explain. I think women believe that they can handle the truth. But the moment I think that that truth comes out and it becomes a part of their reality, then, you know, they, they tend to build around it because then they feel like, oh, well, you lied to me before this moment. You didn't tell me everything around this situation, so on and so forth. So when the truth finally comes out, I don't feel like most women can handle it. So basically what you just said is once the truth comes out, i.e. you didn't tell the truth in the beginning, <laughs> And now I'm upset because you lied. I can't handle Mm-mm. the truth because I, you lied. I, I, I didn't lie. I just didn't disclose all the information. Okay. Like, you know, there, there's that line that some men walk. Some people walk that line. Some people walk that line of, well, I never told you that this wasn't the case. So, therefore, I didn't tell you a lie. Still deception. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm missing the part that the woman can't handle. Because it doesn't sound like the truth is being told to be kidding with. I feel like I y'all question. I, I honestly feel like most women just question the truth. I feel like you told the truth, then you got okay. eight million more questions. And it's like, dang, that's hold a up, conversation. Let's just... <laughs> yeah, I get that. There's a conversation around the truth. But then y'all trying to find holes in the story, or women are trying to find holes in the story and nitpick and, you know, pick it apart. Like, mm-hmm. some, I don't believe some women can just let the truth exist as it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So is it that women can't handle the truth or just that women have trust issues? Everyone has trust issues. I think men are terrible liars. Uh, yes. Facts. Yeah. So I think that plays into it. I think most men are I think most men are scared to tell the truth because they you know, they're holding on to something, you know, like insecurities or whatever, like about that situation. So, I don't know. When it comes to women, you know, I think all men expect the worst. Like, it's hard for a lot of men to tell the truth and then see the positive side, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it, at the baseline, it's just communication. So, I don't feel as though women can't handle the truth. 
in this, and I'm going to just use this as an example because this is usually when it comes up, is when someone in the relationship, usually the dude, has multiple women that he is entertaining. And instead of just communicating to the person or people he is entertaining that he is that they're not the only person, they just either withhold the information, like you just said, or they lie about it when they are confronted. So I feel as though it's not necessarily that women can't handle the truth. Men can't handle rejection because Mm. you're basically taking the choice away from that person. So if I don't tell you that we're not exclusive and I'm messing with all these people, I'm removing the choice from you to either continue to mess with me in exclusively with just you if you're okay with it, or making the choice to continue to talk to other people while I talk to other people, or third option is to leave me alone because you don't want to deal with any of that shit. And because men can't handle the women being like, nah, I'm not good with that. I'm not, I know that not all women are going to respond like that. Some of them are usually like, fuck you, I can't believe you. Oh my God. And they flip a table. But at the end of the day, that's still rejection. And you just didn't want to deal with that. So you lied or withheld information. Deception. True. <laughs> and vice okay. versa. You know. This is why. I just- if you go and play the game, you let people know, you make let them make their own decisions. So if their feelings get hurt, it's not your fault. Okay. I had a spot for you. That's good enough. It did. <laughs> Dudes are soft, but it's okay. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> Most um, men are sassy. Most men are sassy. You know, Tony mm-hmm. Tony brought up Drake earlier and ah! you know, oh sa- sassy general right there. So yes, women, most most <laughs> men are sassy and that's why they don't tell the truth. It had to be said. Sassy general. (laughs) Okay. Oh, I just I just got flashbacks to the Miami trip and our whole discussion on Drake and his sassy ass album. Oh my gosh. You're welcome. Your eyes need to be open. Yeah. Now you can Um, see it for yourself. I'm trying to think if I have anything to add to this question of can women handle the truth personally i just don't think that anybody tells the truth enough so Mm. i don't have i don't think i have an opinion on this men lie women lie everybody just lying everybody everybody lying and you're all bad at it okay just stop lying damn okay (laughs) the next myth men aren't emotional or don't show affection well, first half of that statement is very not true. Yeah. <laughs> they usually say that we PMS, but y'all, I don't know what your excuse is. Cause, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, in my experience, you know, the different <laughs> men in my life, whether it be romantic partners, friends, family members, mm-hmm. men are very emotional creatures. Now, how y'all display that emotion? Uh, that's mm-hmm. that's a little that's a little different. That's where things can be confusing. That's where you might get different stereotypes and things like that. But y'all are emotional. Good call out, Tony. Yes, I agree. They talked about that. I'll put a ring on it. So they just mm. meant they were basically saying that men aren't allowed to feel. When they're growing up, yeah. they're just consistently told, like, 
man up or stop crying or so they don't know how to process their emotions but it's got to come out some kind of way so usually it does not come out in a positive manner yeah Yeah. it shows more like behaviors and things like that Mm -hmm. right because y'all haven't been given the space to express your emotions in a healthy or productive way so yeah honestly if you're avoidant Probably because you weren't allowed to express your emotions when you're a child. Yeah, no. Yeah. Very Go true. Look up attachment styles if you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about that on one of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Was it love languages? I think it was love Probably. languages. Go listen Something to like that, that episode if you don't yeah, want to read. Yeah. Go check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go do that. <laughs> but they do show affection. Avery shows affection in your life. That's because I'm emotional, though. But I know I'm emotional. Like um, He embraces it. Yeah. Like, I th- I, like, But I wasn't always like that. I think that a lot of men get to the point where they realize, especially if they meet the right person, that, like, oh, it's okay for me to be vulnerable and this person isn't going to throw it back in my face and stuff like that. And I don't know. Like, I, I embrace my emotions because there's no point in, like, running from them and stuff like that. I'd rather just deal with them up front and figure it out. Where did you get that from? All the felt relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it's like like I've had some terrible relationships when it came to like being able to like express my emotions and feelings and stuff like that. And so being removed from those situations and growing and maturing, you kind of realize like, okay, I shouldn't stop doing this because this one person had like a negative experience with me during this time. Like, that's not a reflection of me. It's more a reflection of them. And so you move past those situations, and then it's like, all right, let me try this again and see how this person responds. And then you'll meet somebody, and they might build up some confidence in you and make you feel safe enough to share and be vulnerable. And that's important. So the last one that I have, and Jamee, I know you have many opinions on this one. Um <laughs> but is it is the myth or stereotype some of y'all might think it's a myth some of y'all may not um but basically saying that you're not ready for marriage because of financial stability whatever your financial situation is or provision in in your future relationship deep sigh Go ahead, and get, so yeah, go ahead and get those feelings out, Jermaine. No, you going first. <laughs> you going first. This is hit a point for you. I just don't fully understand because it just seems to be a common thread, saying, trend, whatever you want to call it, across all of these shows that we watch. So, yeah, married, well, more so uh, the ultimatum or put a ring on it or love is blind. Just people, usually the guy, saying, hey, I love you, but I want to make sure that I am financially stable enough, or here are these factors that have to be in place before I propose. And I think a lot of women struggle with that because... I don't know, maybe I can't speak for... That's a generalization... I struggle with that because I view relationships as a partnership. So 
it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, we reached this threshold and then, oh, now all of these things are great and we can move forward. It's just going to be an ongoing evolution and growth cycle um, mm-hmm. where we just keep leveling up. So I don't understand why we have to put things on hold because you're insecure about the money that you make right now. And it's like, then you don't see action behind that person trying to make more money or do whatever the things that they said. And then everybody around them is like, so when are you going to have a baby? And they're fine with having babies, but they're not fine with getting engaged. That shit don't make fucking sense. But you know, to each his own. You guys got it. Be baby mamas if you want to. Oh, well, I was about to say something real rude, and I stopped. <laughs> no, go ahead. This is this is a safe state. Well, mm-hmm. no, it's not. It's not depending that safe. on who's listening, it might not be. That safe, <laughs> it's, but not, it's not that safe. <laughs> this is an open forum. It's Let's open forum, but that. it's not that safe. I don't want to, you know. I don't want to. You can okay. You can say it, and I'll decide whether or not to cut it out. Because I can cut I'm it out. I was about to say, fuck them kids. Like, eat that feet. Like, that oh, baby. I say that all the time. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes if you gotta go, you gotta go. The little one that wasn't your time. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> We're gonna have the people with pussy hats oh. in front of our. House. Hey, we, we were there. We were there at the Pussy March on Washington. All right, with all them pink hats, we were there. I'm gonna tell my kids. That's gonna be a picture of me in the history books. Walking past these white women, confused as to why everybody has on pussy hats. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It's just too much, and I I think that was a little harsh. If you don't want to get married, by all means, be baby mama. But I I do not believe marriage is for everyone, though. That's true. But that's all you have to say is like that's not what I want. And then yes, women, we need to be like okay, if that's not what you want, and that's a deal breaker for you, you got to move on. You can't wait for them to change their mind. I made that mistake. (laughs) <laughs> but it worked out for me in the end. But it was a long time coming. <laughs> I I agree. Like I, I understand that marriage isn't for everyone. I guess I just get confused on the reasons that people give when they say they don't mm-hmm. want to get married. Like you can just not want to get married. That's perfectly fine. But if you say that you don't want to get married because you're not ready for commitment, but you are ready mm-hmm. for the commitment. Of having a child. Thank you, Tony. With, yeah, that's a little. That's a little. Wild. With that, I will agree. Uh, okay, then I am confused. Very. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say get a dog. Understand it. <laughs> you know, you're gonna hate that dog, and you'll probably hate the kids. <laughs> yeah, and not hate the kids. And even like going back to the the topic of financial stability. If your reason for not getting married or getting married yet is because you're not in the financial place you want to be, then I'm trying to have an understanding of what financial stability prior to marriage looks like for you, that you have to wait until you reach that that threshold. I like, if you're it, still going to be with this person either way, like, you're still choosing to be committed to this person, what are you, what are you waiting for financially? Outside of, like, paying for the wedding. I mean, I think... Because I was in that position, I feel like a lot of men and a lot of people, like especially like in our early twenties and stuff like that, we're being told like, okay, you need to find a career that you love, 
you need to be stable in your life and all of these things. So then it's like, okay, if I bring somebody else into that space, I'm now responsible for them and their stability, mm-hmm. their health, their wealth and everything. And you want to make sure that like, not only that you can manage it, but you can also handle any of the curveballs that come your way. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's too much pressure being put on people, especially like in that age range and that like that young, like 20 to 25, 26 range to get married. And so then they're putting a lot of unnecessary pressure on themselves to be stable, to find that career, to be happy every day when you wake up and not deal with, you know, whatever mental health issues or feelings that arise during that time. And so unrealistic expectations of what stability is going to look like at that age, then what that's going to look like in a relationship or what it's supposed to look like in a relationship. Because I think everyone has their opinions of what, marriage should look like but then when you sit down and you actually talk to your partner about what it looks like you understand like oh we're on the same page we're kind of doing these things now I should be scared Mm -hmm. of this maybe I can remove some of those unnecessary expectations like I put on myself and we can just go ahead and do this and figure it out together versus trying to figure it out alone Mm -hmm. yeah I think you hit on a really good point because Another thing that I've been taking away from all of these trash television TV shows um, is that a lot of people have these preconceived notions of what marriage is supposed to be based off Mm -hmm. of either what they've seen or um, what they grew up with, like their parents' example. And it goes back to you writing your own story instead of letting your parents, society, whoever, your friends write your story for you. So sitting down with your partner and deciding what your marriage is going to look like and what your definition of success is going to look like and all of those things really kind of shifts the needle on those. Okay, mic drop, I'm done. But y'all don't make sense. That's that's the moral of the story. <laughs> Stop telling women that you, you're trying to get your finances together. It doesn't make sense. That's not true though. It it's not, make sense. <laughs> that's not fair though. Like I understand wanting stability. Like stability is important, especially with a world that is constantly changing around us. And it's mm-hmm. like that's the other thing. Like the external factors of the world are constantly changing around us. So somebody chasing stability, I'm not mad at you. Just don't date. Like don't 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 date. Like if you if like I would say that. But I wouldn't say like, you know, like, oh, I need to, you know, leave my person or whatever because I'm not financially stable right now. So I can't be with them. I think you should have a conversation with them about where you're at and then go from there. But Mm. if you don't have anybody, just stick to casual sex and keep it pushing. Oh, my gosh. Mm. (laughs) I think you should also just listen to your partner. If they're fine with you not being, quote unquote, financially stable. Even if you work 15 hours a day, sir, and make X amount of money and can support yourself. Don't talk about my past like that. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't fully understand. <laughs> but this is not about us. Uh, Tony, um, what else you got on this list? <laughs> we've been so, there, people. We know what it's I'm like. like. <laughs> we all shall. 
Well, I feel awkward now, so I'm just going to move right along. <laughs> but no, I think you both made really good points. Like with what you were saying, Jamee, about this being a partnership, takes two to tango. This is like, y'all got to work together on this. And with what Avery was saying about having that conversation about the expectations of the relationship and of the of the marriage between both of you, like that's really the most important part. And that's a good segue into the next area of this episode where we talk about communication and basically what causes communication breakdown in relationships so y'all can figure out where you're going wrong and how we can fix it. So first example that we have of communication breaking down in those relationships is being defensive. Just just being straight up defensive, yeah. What what you got to say, Jamee? Because I know you got to say something. Um. So, example, if you don't know what we mean by being defensive, you're listening. Excuse me. You're you're hearing to respond and not necessarily to understand. So, there was um, an issue between this one couple on put a ring on it, and basically she was expressing what she wanted out of the relationship, what she wanted to see more of, because that was a task that the therapist gave them. And so she was like more quality time. And she defined what quality time meant to her. So like not being on your phone, actually having conversation, watching TV shows together and being engaged, whatever the case may be. And he, instead of saying, okay, I can do that. Or I hear you, like, that makes sense to me, or asking more questions if he didn't agree, he immediately was like, well, you don't do that. So, like, that's funny that you say that you want that, but when we go to bed, instead of talking to me, you're on your phone, you're on Instagram, you're doing this. Nobody asked Nobody asked for that. Nobody asked for that. We are talking about what we want to see more of in the relationship. She is not saying she doesn't do these things, she is saying these are the things that we, as a couple, need to work on so that there can be mm-hmm. more work. <sighs> okay. Yeah, Just didn't make good sense. <laughs> that reminds me of another issue that I see a lot. And this is also an issue that I have had in one of my previous relationships. But if you have... If you have an issue, you have a problem with your partner that you should address or that you want to address, then address it yourself. Like, don't wait until your partner has an issue that they bring to you and then you choose to dump all your shit. Like, oh, well, since you got a problem with this, since Mm -hmm. you want to complain, what about this, 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 and this? Whoa. Okay. Why have you never said this before? Why are you waiting until I choose to express myself? about the issues that I see to then dump all of your shit that comes off very dismissive. It creates a space of, Oh, your partner isn't allowed to bring issues to you. That's not cool. That's fucked up. (laughs) You should have brought up the issue when you had the issue. (laughs) Trifling. Not not now when I'm talking about my issues. Yeah. Just petty. Just petty. It happens. Just try to listen 
to your partner? Because I know that we run into some of those roadblocks and I always have to take a step back and think about if I'm actually getting offended by that conversation. Nine times out of 10, that's really not the case. Or if it's something else, like I'm getting triggered by something else. So just Mm -hmm. take a second to really process like why you're getting quote unquote offended by whatever the person's saying, because it's probably not the fact that they're telling you that you did something that they didn't like. Yeah. It goes back to basically your partner's not a mind reader. Mm. Uh Like, please speak, please express yourself. And it goes back to what Avery was saying earlier about setting those expectations so that you're both aware of these things, right? Like you can't have this idea in your head about what the relationship is supposed to be or how your partner is supposed to behave and just expect them to do that. Like, no, communicate these things, communicate your needs, communicate your wants, because we are not psychic. Mm. This is not Raven Baxter. (laughs) (laughs) Speak, damn. I think I think a big part of it too is like also giving your partner grace mm-hmm. because like in those moments like when you do bring something up like sometimes it does kind of hit on feelings that they might have forgotten about or they didn't feel comfortable speaking about at the time. And so giving that grace to allow somebody to feel their feelings and stuff like that that's important because that's something that I had to learn how to do. It was like just because I bring up something that bothers me and I want to talk about it right now and figure it out now your partner might not be in that space to do that with you. Like they might need a moment to process and understand their feelings and stuff like that before they can even respond to you. Then after that, you know, maybe setting a time or like, okay, now we can talk about this and I can respond and I can be there and I can listen. That's also important because we all have a lot of shit going on. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just talking about something at the wrong time might be triggering. It might, you know, might just have your partner telling you to fuck off and, (laughs) You did that to yourself. I didn't tell you to fuck. But I didn't say, I didn't say nothing about us. I didn't say nothing about us. I, I plead, I plead guilty because <laughs> this is stuff that, like, I know that we deal with in our relationship. Because Avery is definitely the type of person where he's he's really good at processing his emotions in the in the moment, and I'm still working on it. So I thank you to my mother for my slick ass mouth and my dad Mm -hmm. for my hot ass head. Um, So I know that I'm blessed with those two things combined. So in the moment, it is not best for me to respond um, because I can't process those two things, try to keep those at bay and then also give you a tactful answer. So I am definitely a walk away and come back at a later time person, but I will say for those who are like me, make sure you come back because I also used to not come back at all. I'm like, oh, you mm. forgot about it? Great. Okay. <laughs> Let's but, move on. <laughs> but I think yeah. that even like outside of like just talking about your relationship, I don't know who said it, but it was a piece of advice that changed my life. And it was like, fellas, like, Start the conversation by asking your partner, hey, do you just need to vent or do you need advice? 
because that One. sets the tone. <laughs> that sets the tone for like what you need to say. And if you just need to sit there and shut the fuck up and just nod your head, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And she did mm-hmm. what? <laughs> yeah, say what, girl? Oh, that's crazy. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta know when. You really gotta know when. That's perfect. Sure. That goes for all relationships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny because as Jemay, as you were talking and when you said you got your slick mouth from your mom and your hard head from your dad, I was like, oh, yeah, same, same. And I kind of function in the same way. Like, you know, I, I process things internally and I like to really take a step back and think before I speak because I know how sharp my tongue is. Mm-hmm. And I know that I will hurt your feelings intentionally or unintentionally. Like, it's just real quick. Sometimes I can't even control it. And then I'll think about it and I'll be like, wow, that was rude as fuck. So (laughs) just like we were saying earlier, you know, don't be defensive. Don't also communicate in attack mode. Like, there's no need for all that. You can't can't take it back once you put it out there in the universe. You can't take it back. Yeah. It's yeah. like Mortal Kombat. That's how huh? I look at arguments. <laughs> Elaborate. See, finish. Yeah, them. you know what? Finish him. And that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, but that's that goes back. That goes back to the whole not being defensive off rip thing. It uh, like if somebody, if your partner is bringing something to you, talking about it, it's not about winning the argument. Sometimes it's about just understanding and being there and listening and receiving and not trying to win. Because I think everybody wants to win and I want to win all the time. So, yes. Yeah. And I know that I have been, it's real stupid. I know I've been guilty of that. I've, in my mind, I've been like, oh no, you ain't finna get one over on me. You ain't finna win this argument. I'm finna win this battle. I'm gonna win the whole war. There's no reason to think like that. Like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> no one, no one is coming for you. <laughs> you don't need to do all that, bro. Just go have a conversation. It's okay to disagree, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh my yeah. Gosh. So I've I've been doing that a lot more. Like I've been saying, you know what? I will agree to disagree. Pick I think your battles for sure. <laughs> But make sure that you are also bringing these things to your partner because another Mm -hmm. breakdown in relationships or communication is that we versus I mentality. Like when you have a single person's mindset while you're in a relationship, and I don't mean like stepping out or whatever, but you're just making decisions without your partner, especially if you've been in a long-term relationship, like that doesn't land well. (laughs) So just make sure that even if it's something simple, and I know, I know, like I, at the beginning of our relationship, I feel like I used to be a lot more spontaneous and I would go out and I would not communicate to Avery where I was going, where I was going to be, when I was going to be back and who I was going to be with because you're not my mama. Um, And I don't even share those things with my parents and I didn't have that level of control. So I looked at it like, 
why why do you want to control me but at the end of the day it really wasn't about that it was just him wanting to know that I was safe so I had to like reverse this I mentality I'm moving on my own and just making sure that he felt comfortable and heard I guess <laughs> in the relationship I just want to know you're not in the trunk of somebody's car. That's really it. Yeah. Like that wig? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be oh, out here looking oh, for gosh. you. I'm not. Like, if you didn't tell me where you at, oh, well. Oh, like, you don't have a special happen. set of skills to come save me? <laughs> no, this happened, <laughs> like, this, happened this, this happened recently. If you had ended uh, up in, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I was not coming to look for you. I got in the car with with a stranger and And drove six and a half hours across the great state of Pennsylvania. If (laughs) something happened to you in them rural cow pastures, I was not looking for you. (laughs) I was like, dang, she she made her choice. This happened. But I did let him know. I know you're Mm -mm. fucking with No, 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 you didn't let me know until you was in the car (laughs) and the journey started. Because then I couldn't say nothing. Yeah, it's only, it happened. Trip. It happened. No, because hold, because I was you. She ain't tell me this. Oh, Ooh, she did not tell me this. You know what, Jamee? Share your location with me right now, bitch. Oh my god, I'm so sick of you. Because what if I want to surprise you? Then you know where I'm at. You know I don't like surprises, Jamee. Don't nobody want to be surprised. You enjoyed the surprise that. We got you for your birthday. And that was the exception, not the rule. Okay. (laughs) You got lucky with that one. I was going to say, here, here, I know we just said don't be defensive, but let's talk about your dog. How about that? (laughs) We got a dog. That's different. That's different. We're not, Mace Mace is not a part of this conversation. Okay. People will stay out of this. Oh, okay. So back back to the topic at hand, cause I'm not doing this with you too, bro. I'm not doing this. I, I bought a dog. Yeah. I didn't tell her. That's what happened. All right, tell your partner when you're gonna buy a dog. All right. Especially if you plan to move in with that person. Okay, so that brings me to my next point: set realistic expectations for your relationship, because you know a dog is not always the most realistic thing, bro. It's just not. No. no. But she had the she had this dog on her vision board, so I made it come for true, when so. we had kids in the family. I didn't know the timeline on that, so. Yes. Okay. Ask more. The dog questions. was a part of her plan. There you go. Ask the right questions. Ask ask more questions. Ask the right questions. Establish some of these things early on. Um, oh, that reminds me of another point that I wanted to make. You know, not related to Jermaine Avery, just a random point. But when a man tells you that he don't want to be in a relationship or that you're too good for him or some shit like that, believe him. Okay, believe him the first time. Oh. Let's normalize, like, not fighting for people who don't want us. Oh, you're talking to me. Mm. Past Tony, wow, she needed to hear that. Mm. <laughs> well, go time, travel, and tell her, Tony. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> we're not, we not doing all that right now. 
I'm not getting into them flashbacks. Oh my goodness. It's it's a time. It's it's annoying. I will say if you are going through the wifey material narrative right now, it is very frustrating. Or the husband material material conversation where it's like, I'm just not ready for you. I'm not gonna be good for you. Yeah, just let it be what it is because at the end of the day, it's gonna work itself out. I avoided, you know, a lot of hurt just by letting these people go and I didn't get, you know, stepped out on or whatever the case may be with these relationships by just believing them when they said, I'm not ready for a quality woman like you. (laughs) Yeah. Pay attention to their words and pay attention to their actions because that is something that Tony of Christmas past was not doing. (laughs) Tony of Christmas past. Wow. Cool. And now we're here. I know better. So I'm trying to do better. I'm trying. We'll see if I succeed. (laughs) I don't know at this point, but um, yeah. So let's see. Were there any other Examples that you could think of, either of you, um, Jamay, Avery? I immediately thought about one of my former coworkers. So mm. when she started dating. Here we go. Oh, Lord. She, I won't name no names. But when she started dating, she really had this terrible habit of making the assumption that someone was required to talk to her consistently all day. So oh like. God. If you didn't respond in, let's say, 30 minutes, an hour during the day, she would get pissed off or like you were ghosting her or whatever. I don't grasp that fully because if you are a functioning human being in society, you probably have a job or some kind of obligation during the day, whether it be school. I don't know. You're doing some shit. So how can I talk to you? Every five minutes when you text me, that doesn't make good sense to me. Realistic expectations. Okay. okay. And consistent communication does not automatically mean constant communication. And also, if you text in that much, what the fuck are you even talking about? Yeah. Hi. Hi. What you doing? Nothing. What you doing? <laughs> so. I was I was in a situation similar to your coworker where they had that expectation of me. And then when I didn't have anything to talk about, they would just complain all the time. Because I'm like, okay, if you want to talk all day, every day, it's just going to be some bullshit that I'm talking about or small talk. And then you are complaining about the quality of our conversations. D- you think? <laughs> you know what? I ate for lunch, nigga. Shut up. Like... <laughs> We done literally ran out of shit to talk about. I'm going to talk to you about the weather now. (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. I mean, there's also the other extreme where where I live, where I just I'll talk to you in the morning and I'll talk to you at night, and that doesn't work for everybody. But I'm working on it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a conversation that comes up a lot. I think around like expectations and things like that where like don't form habits that you can't maintain Mm. 
Like, I think that goes for, like, mm. everyone involved. <laughs> like, if you know you put on a front trying to impress this person and you know this is going to, like, fall off in a few weeks, just don't waste the time. Just be yourself. Please. Don't try to fake it till you make it. Like, just be who you are and lean into that. Because mm-hmm. I've had a lot of dudes look, make me look real stupid standing outside their car. I'm waiting for them to open the door. Oh. <laughs> and they just talk about you go get in. Mm. Oh, <laughs> thank you, baby, for not being one of those. <laughs> so let's talk about how to adult. <laughs> Basically, what are we doing to fix those communication issues and those breakdowns? Um, and you know, understanding when to shut the fuck up. I think we've already touched on a few good pointers, but what what else, what do y'all have for the people? What advice do you have for being better communicators in relationships? Mm. I always say this to everyone and everybody looks at me sideways, but it was something that was said to me, but make sure that you are only carrying your buckets of shit. So what I mean by that is like, everybody has their own shit that they got going on. And if you are like me, I have a helper personality, as you guys know, and I like to take on other people's problems and try to solve them for them. That is not my responsibility. That is not your responsibility. As your partner, you should be, as a partner, you should be there to support them, but it is not on you to carry their shit. So make sure that you're labeling the right buckets. Mm-hmm. Good one. Um. You all already know that, you know, Jamea and I support any and everybody going to therapy. So, you know, do that. But also couples therapy is a thing. You don't have to be engaged or married to go to couples therapy. If you have a partner, if you're in a relationship, even if even if you want to go to therapy with your friends or something like couples therapy is a thing. It can help you figure out a lot of your shit within the relationship it can help you move forward. It can help you understand if you need to end the relationship. It helped me figure that out. Mm. So mm. it it works. Growth. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. They'll take you all the way out to the edge and bring you back. So <laughs> it worked for us. Mm-hmm. Um, another piece of advice, I guess in addition to Jamae's point of carrying your own buckets of shit take accountability for mm. your shit and for your own actions don't try to dismiss the things that you've done or whatever negative impact your actions had and try to be like oh well it could have been worse at least I didn't do this no just acknowledge what happened learn to do and be better take accountability Y'all, she said that so calmly. Because <laughs> that is one of her pet peeves. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Tony. I Listen. Became... Yeah. Growth. Growth. Yeah. It, it came back to me, this whole like accountability thing. Don't be out here trauma bonding with people. Like, oh, I like, I, yeah, do not like. Go get help. Figure out where you at and who you are. Then try to be with someone else. 
But don't be out here, oh, we both grew up poor. Let's be together because we have that in common. And don't be trying to out-trauma your partner either. Like, that's oh weird, God. bro. Like, that's so weird. weird. Like, Strange. like, it is awkward. And it's it's just a weird competition to be in. So don't be that yeah. person. Why would you want to win that fight? <laughs> like, it makes no sense when you look back at it. Like, out here trying to compete in the trauma Olympics. That's strange. It's wild. It's wild. Oh god. Don't make no damn sense. Go okay. To J- please. Please. <laughs> so are we ready for the listener letter? Mm-hmm. As ready as you're gonna be. Ciao. I just oh dear. <laughs> Can I please can oh, I please yeah. read it? Arthur. Can I please read it? I don't, Avery, I don't you want to read it? Okay. Yeah, I'll read it. Av- All right. So know. we have a we have a letter from uh our friend and fan of the show, Arthur, and we're gonna let Avery read it. Shout out to you. I recently stumbled upon a Netflix series called The Principles of Pleasure. I will not disclose how much I learned in the first out of three episodes, but I do believe that as a man, that as a man, much of the female anatomy and sex education is not something they teach you about until adulthood for many people. How do we create more inviting conversations and environments as adults to talk about one another's needs and wants in the dating world without judgment? Mm. Mm. You wanted to read it, Avery, so what you got? (laughs) Please say something. me, me and Jermaine did watch. I think we watched all the episodes, and I will say that's that a lie. <laughs> that is a lie. I, 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 well, we well we got through like two and a half, or maybe two, like one and one a half. One and a half. Yeah. One and, <laughs> this show, this this show was about women. This show had <laughs> nothing to do with men. So, if you want the female, I would say progressive perspective on anatomy and how it should be looked at you go watch this show but if you want any other perspective don't watch this show it is not for it's not for you like i don't think there was a single guy guest appearance on this show to talk about anything that they were talking about and i feel like that space is needed for women so i'm not mad at it but it is not the show is not pitched that way in like the trailers and stuff like that It was a missed opportunity, but... But I feel like for a lot of men, we don't have these conversations because a lot of male ego... A lot of men just assume they know what women like, and we have a tendency Mm -hmm. to generalize and group women together and stuff like that. I think that you should honestly just ask your partner what it is that they like. And it's a good Mm -hmm. icebreaker, you know, when you get to know someone and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, Mike and, you know set the tone or the mood or whatever it is you're trying to do, but talk to people. Like, don't assume mm-hmm. talk to people. It goes back to a lot of things we were talking about earlier. Just talk to people. Mm. Go on and put on some Neo Say It. He got all of the advice. <laughs> no. Not Neo. Yes. Not what, do Neo. Have, what do you have against, anyway? <laughs> Neo, all the hats he used to wear. That's what happened against him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Well, anyway, I think that you have a good point. 
in terms of the show, yes, I don't. I am a queer woman, and I don't know how they made sex boring, especially like sex between women boring. It was. I, I, I was like, oh, this gonna be lit, and this was. This is not for anyone. Yeah, it, it was, was educational. Of, no, no it was down Tony. with the patriarchy. Down no, with the patriarchy. <laughs> So it, this went yes. past that. This went way past. Well, I know that. that. I watched it. I watched it. I watched <laughs> all episodes. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> it was the most unsexy show I have ever watched. It was very unsexy. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's how we create more inviting conversations and environments. We make it unsexy. No, no. I think I oh, think we need no, to normal. Don't do that. I, I think we need to normalize like sexual behavior too. Like that's one thing that the show hit on. Like sex is not a taboo or something that we should be scared to talk about. Like talk about it, talk about it more, talk about it with your kids. So they not learning from random people. Like talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely. I'm trying to think. Cause like fun fact, when I took human sexuality, my freshman year, I wanted to become a sexologist at that point in time. Because oh. <laughs> I thought it was just so fascinating. And I was really into sex at that point of my life. I mean, yes, having it, but just like sexual exploration. And I feel like everybody should explore the things that they like, not just sexually, in general as well, career, whatever. But how do you know that you don't like something until you try it? I completely mm-hmm. understand if you don't want to do butt stuff, cool. Um, or if you're too afraid to do something. But by all means, just like have fun with it. I think that we need to, like you were saying, if we remove that judgment, like just because you like one thing and somebody else does not like that thing doesn't make it weird. I really yeah. hate when no people kink say shaming. weird. No kink <laughs> shaming. Yeah, that man like right. feet, let him like feet. Least, it's just different. It's different yeah. from what you want. That's all that is. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I guess that's my response. Just put your mindset in the frame of it is different. It is not weird or bad. It is just different from what I am used to or what I like. Yeah. Yeah. I think you both answered the question pretty well. Basically, we create that space of inviting conversations without judgment by just not being judgmental ourselves. So if you aim to be, you know, non-judgmental and then start having those conversations with the people close to you, that's that's how it starts. And then uh, basically exactly what Avery said too, in terms of figuring out the needs of the person that you're dating or the person that you're with, you do that by actually having the conversation with the person that you're with. That is the best space to do it in. That is the most important space to do it in. Nobody knows your partner's needs and wants more than your partner. So talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Oh, not mind reader thing. Look how that J- okay. Full circle. <laughs> you are not Raven Baxter. Even though Shit. That, that is that's the name of the episode. But <laughs> Oh my gosh, but I just, 
I completely lost my train of thought because of that. So we could just move on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You're taking people out today, Tony. <laughs> it's, it's not on purpose. I don't know how I'm doing it. <laughs> Man. Oh, my God. I hope that answers your question, Arthur. Make it sexy. Yeah. I, hope I, so too. I mean, don't don't jump into it with the sexy though. Like, you're right. Let's make that a clear that, hard that, line. That, that's not like when you're you know, there, <laughs> when you're in the moments. That's, that's sexual like a, moment. Oh, I, I first met. I first met you. Oh, well, you know, it's our first conversation. So you like anal? Well, chill out, bro. <laughs> like, oh, ask, ask her her middle name or something first. I mean, <laughs> I just. <laughs> But no, I, uh, adults adults need to talk about sex more together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it a game. Mm, okay. Anyway, this is not the what podcast. Okay, type of freaky game. Anyway, see y'all finna get nasty. Well. <laughs> Let's move on. I think it, we're in a good spot to wrap up this episode. So let's get into the cheat codes. So, Jamee, do you have a cheat code for the people? Yes. But before we do that, Avery, do you know what a cheat code is? No, I mean, I'm guessing it's just advice to help people go about their lives and navigate it. Boom. Yes. Context clues. So yeah, <laughs> just whatever your takeaway is from this episode that you want to leave people with that little breadcrumb. Yeah, but the final nugget. Yes. Um, my cheat code is that the answer to everything is childhood trauma. Everything <laughs> that you have gone through, the decisions that you make, how you respond to other people probably stems from some form of childhood trauma shout out to beth because she will connect everything you say back to some kind of form of childhood trauma beth is our therapist um (laughs) so just be mindful that you're not the only one with childhood trauma Mm-hmm. Other people are responding the ways that they respond because they went through something when they were growing up um, that made them put on some armor. So just because people ask you que- clarifying questions doesn't necessarily mean they're being some kind of way, petty or any way, or just because some people might need to step away from a conversation or some people want to stay in the conversation and have it with you because we all had different experiences. It's just how we look at life. It's our POV. So it's cool. Just go to therapy and deal with your childhood trauma. <laughs> that is a good one. As you, as you were talking about that, you were saying like other people have childhood trauma too and give them grace and stuff. I was like, hmm. Yeah, me trying to remember that my parents are also people um, and that they deserve um, grace as hard as it is. My mom just needs a hug, so it's fine. Hold my tongue. It's a different episode, child. Mm-hmm. Please invite me back to that one. Please. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You're not allowed to come back and talk about my parents. Oh, I was, come back I, was, talk about your parents. I was about to drag Sharon through the mud. I love her to death. But oh, you don't say it's it's so hard. It's so hard because they just be taking you through so much shit. And then mm. you remember their trauma is probably like a thousand times worse than yours. <laughs> they got the trauma without the internet. So that's Oh my gosh. We are not comparing comparing trauma, you guys. It's weird. That- <laughs> Don't try to out trauma your parents. <laughs> Y'all know what I mean, bro. <laughs> you're not gonna win and you don't want to win yeah, That's, you're not. I, I don't want to win that shit nope yeah, you're not yeah. gonna especially yeah. my parents who grew up during the civil rights movement so <laughs> yeah I'm good <laughs> mm, okay back back to the episode uh, Avery do you have a cheat code um sure um it's something that I live by like Ignorance is okay, people. And when I say that, it is okay to ask questions. Talk to people. Don't assume. Seek out knowledge about the things that you're unsure about or you have no idea about but you want to learn about. Um, Kind of with the last thing, like, for some reason, my aunts and uncles thought I should be the one to give the birds and the bees talk to my oh, nephews oh, my <laughs> when, when they were of age. And I was like, absolutely then i was like yeah okay i probably am the safest one to do this but mm. i literally previewed the conversation like what do y'all know or you think you know and i can help you fill in some of the blanks but then i was like pull out your damn phones go to the internet figure the rest of it out on your own time because i don't want to know what <laughs> weird shit y'all are into honestly oh, like because no. like yeah that's just that <laughs> but but lean into your ignorance. Like, there's something that you want to know about or you're unsure about. Look it up. There's communities out there. The information is out there. It's not mm-hmm. just all Reddit and Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. Or Pornhub. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I hate you sometimes. I really do. <laughs> Honestly. I can't believe she said that. That's where everybody learns. Okay, anyway. Yeah, that that's not where you should be learning anything that's not, from. That porn right. is not real. Okay, porn is not real. It's make believe. Do not go to porn sites to learn anything about sex. Like position. Anyway. No, okay. no. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jabay, you're funny, bro. You are so funny. <laughs> I don't try to be. I know. She was so serious. That's what makes Tony. it so good. I know. That's what makes it funnier. Okay, let me see. Let me see. Do I have a cheat code? Okay. My cheat code is go talk to your man. Don't talk to me. Ooh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> let me explain. Ooh. Let me explain. What I mean by that, because I'm not really saying it literally. Like you can come talk to me, whatever. But I see, I see it too often where people who are in relationships or dating they talk about their problems with everybody except the person that they're with. You want to go and talk to your friends about the issues, and whoever else is willing to listen, but you're not addressing the issue with the person that you need to address said issue with. 
Go talk to your man. Go talk to your woman. Mm. Go talk to your partner. Mm. I've been in the middle of that before. It's not fun. Yeah. It also makes you look stupid. I, I've been on that end too. Because when you just talk cash shit about your partner and then you, you either stay with them or you get back with them. You just look Ooh. crazy. It's not a good look. It's <laughs> not. not a good look. <laughs> yeah. Save yourself the embarrassment. Yeah. And again, that's not to say that you can't have these conversations with other people in your life, but have some discernment about which friends you're going to with these problems, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because everybody's not able to be unbiased or give the right advice. So Mm -hmm. just use your brain and go talk to your man. My woman, my partner. Whatever you're into. Well, yeah. Y'all, y'all know what I mean, bro. <laughs> I date men, so I'm saying go talk to your man. <laughs> but anyway, I think that's all we got. Uh, yeah, this was this was fun. This was enlightening. Avery, you were a good time. <laughs> it didn't go as far left as I thought it would be. Yeah, so. same. I just knew we were going to end off somewhere crazy and it was gonna be my fault and i was gonna have to come back on here and apologize to y'all's audience not apologize here we are here we are no you were actually pretty calm and i think you gave like really good advice it's very interesting it goes back to the you know knowing when to shut the fuck up you know Mm -hmm. you're practicing it oh my god it was an experiment no no oh Oh my god just discernment you know Everything doesn't need to be said. There's a time and place for everything. Good for you. Good for you, baby. Amen. Amen. Well, if you like this episode and if you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. You can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, wherever else podcasts exist. I don't know. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at Occasional Adult Pod, and you can submit a listener letter or become a donating supporter by visiting our link tree, which is in our Instagram bio. Mm -hmm. Jamee, you got any final words? Just giving some space to Avery. You got anything you want to promote? No. Just don't watch that show on Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Don't do that. Just don't. Don't do that. <laughs> well, I'll do it for him. Okay, so if you any need any photography um services. Mm-hmm. Tony, you're gonna cut that out. <laughs> I wasn't putting on it. I can't. No, I'm supporting fine. my partner. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Sweet, sweet woman. Wow. Y'all are adorable. Um, I think the ultimatum comes back this month. So mm. yeah, watch it. And then who knows, maybe we'll talk about it on our socials or some shit. Cause you know, I love it. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> All right. I'm ending this now. Bye y'all. <laughs> <laughs>